Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. What God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? With Danny Moran and Dusty, the fan man Hera. What ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app. Describe the ruckus, sir. And 1080. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. The fan. Hour number three here on Danny and Dusty on a wonderful Monday in the Portland area. It's not true. It's absolutely terrible outside. I hope you're enjoying your day. Is it? Is it raining yet? It was. It was craptacular earlier. Don't. Let's not do that. Is we're supposed to get the rains this week? Mm-hmm, it's back. supposed to get cold. It's back. I was. I went and I was looking up because I'll be uh, heading down to Salt Lake City, Utah, for Oregon, mm. Utah, and I was looking at the weather down there. Ooh. And I was going, oh man, it's going to be like 52, and then. Or no, it's like 56 degrees. And then I looked at our own local weather. I'm like, damn, it's going to be warmer in Salt Lake City than it is in Portland. It's putting 43 now. Well, oh, great. Fantastic. I love being cold. It's awesome. That's not that bad. So I'll take that. Is there no... Uh, 43 and sunny? It's a dry cold. It's, Why don't you take this extra pair of gloves? <laughs> Wait, you've had two... You mean to tell me you've had two pairs of gloves this whole time? Yeah, we're in the Rockies. It's no different than sitting in this studio right now. Danny has this thing as as an ice box. He's wearing a sweatshirt and pants, and he's like, I don't know. Uh, it's like a meat locker. I swear, here. these studios, it is impossible to regulate the temperature. Well, this time when I came in, it was 64. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't touch it, because yeah. I was like... Yes, good, good. For those that don't know, somebody in the morning who will remain nameless because they keep lying about it, either Dirt or Sprague. Well, Dirt wasn't here today. So we know who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Dirt because it's mm-hmm. cold in here. Yeah. Um, we've come in here before. It's been at 76. Yikes. And I've wanted to murder him. <laughs> just a, like yeah. I walk in here and you're like, in here, And the cold air just blows directly on me sitting here. Yeah, I'm not a person who gets cold much, but it gets chilly. Oh, I, lo- I, I, I love yeah. it. I love walking in here and having yeah. it. I can cut glass in here. Ooh. I just want that to be a clean drop. Yeah, no, I just, just <laughs> I'm just sitting back, just making sure <laughs> nobody says anything. I'm not going to be the guy that steps on that drop. Hmm. Give you a second to grab that one. <laughs> um, you know what? It, 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 it might be uh, glass cutting time in uh, in old Los Angeles because uh, the nervous tension is building. Uh, I think it's break glass break in glass case time? of emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not just Staley. Um, yes. Patrick Mahomes uh, turned the Chargers into a redheaded stepchild and absolutely abused them over and over and over again, uh, going to Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, endlessly tormenting them. Justin Herbert was bad. You, you know what? I Before we get to Herbert, he was bad. Back-to-back weeks, not yes. good at all. I saw something that blew my mind. Today's show this morning, mm. They did the Taylor Swift update mm-hmm. on her movie being number one in the box office. Yes, with a hundred percent review. Nobody has given it a negative review yet. Well, my daughter went to it with one of her friends yesterday, and there's like video like of her dancing. Like you're supposed to like get up and start dancing in the at theater? the movie theater. Yeah, like it's a concert. This is a cult. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But um, on the Today Show, they were at least talking. This one's harmless. <laughs> that is. 
You say that now. It's debatable. You say that now, Rust. Till they mobilize into their own army. Yeah. yeah. Till Travis Kelsey breaks up with her. And then the NFL's doomed. <laughs> yeah. But they did this whole thing on her movie is number one in the box office. She went to another Chiefs game. She was wearing the the friendship bracelet that had two hearts and eighty seven on it. But they tagged out this report with. Taylor's been to four Chiefs games this year, and the Kansas City Chiefs are 4-0 and in those games. It's like, yeah, they're really good. They're really good. Guess what they won? did last year? They won the Super Bowl last year. Mm. It's amazing. The game they lost was to the Lions <laughs> opening week. Like, and here we are. are <laughs> they, they seem to be like, hey, Taylor's the magic. She's the lucky charm that they got going mm. on here. No, it's a, it's a it's a lovely story about the Chiefs, the the plucky newcomer on the yeah. scene. This Travis Kelsey was a nobody in mm-hmm. the NFL before Taylor came along, and look at him; he had 179 yards. It's amazing. Great for Travis Travis Kelsey on the come up. They do say that uh, what in the games that she hasn't attended, he's averaging like 46 or 48 yards a game, and, and it's true because the first is, two games of the season, yeah. first two games of the season, he didn't yeah. get any targets, and then he got a little banged up. So. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, but Justin oh, Herbert also not good. No, uh, he needs a he needs a uh, Taylor Swift in his life. Uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a Travis Kelsey in his mm-hmm. life. Maybe it's an Andy Reid in his life. Back to back weeks, he has not just been like just meh. He's been bad. He's been a he's been a big reason why they're losing games. Yeah. And you that is something that you couldn't really say um, too much before. I mean, there of course there are games where. There, there will be games every quarterback plays during a season where they will be not very good and they will cost their team. But honestly, it's three straight weeks because he was not good against the Raiders either. It is when you look at Justin Herbert and what he. There's a disconnect with not just Herbert but the this entire team, man. And you have everybody feeds off of the quarterback, and the quarterback has got to be better. And it, whether it is missing reads or forcing the ball in places that he should not uh, be throwing the football, and look, holding on to it too long, there is also an element of teams baiting Justin Herbert now, knowing that he knows that he's got a howitzer attached to his shoulder, mm-hmm. and he knows exactly where he can put the ball. And they're trying to say, "All right, bet, I dare you to." And what teams have been doing now when when you're playing two, you're getting more and more two high looks Mm -hmm. to take away the deep ball. It has taken away what he wants to do a whole heck of a lot of. Also, I think this team, there's a large degree of you have a team that is quitting on their coach. Oh, they're fundamentally broken from the inside. But that doesn't explain some of the throws that we're seeing from Herbert. Um, And I, I, I kind of feel like we're at this pivot point where you got to start winning games or that criticism is going to be wholly warranted. Deafening. And it is, look, he's not playing well. He isn't. No, he's had four touchdowns and four interceptions over his last three games. It's brutal. And in those three games, he hasn't completed over 60% of his passes. Yep. That's that's poor quarterback play. Yeah, and I I, I think that one thing, we're all talking about Herbert playing poorly this week. But the Chiefs' defense is really good this year, it's, and I think it's that definitely a, better than, than we've we've anticipated from the from them before. There is a change in what Kansas City has been doing, and everybody's like comparing, you know, the the Russell Wilson to Patrick Mahomes stats, and be like, "See, Russ isn't that bad this year." Well, no, they the Kansas City Chiefs are playing complimentary 
complimentary football more so this year than they have in years past. Yeah, they aren't saying Patrick won us the game over and over again. But guess what Patrick Mahomes went out and did yesterday? He went out and won the game because he threw for 424 and four tutties and slung that thing all over the park. In 300 yards in the first half. Because they went out and they embarrassed Brandon Staley in that defense. And I Mm -hmm. think that there's an element of when you know as an offense that your defense is not going to be able to hold up their end of the bargain, which is wild to think about because of the names and the talent that they have defensively. Oh, and their head coach being a defensive-minded coach? It is absolutely infuriating if you are a Chargers fan to watch them uh, on defense, where you have... Every single level, you have dudes, whether it's Derwin James, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. You have got guys, Asante Samuel Jr. You are loaded on the defense side of the ball. Yet, you are terrible week in and week out, man. I think that what we're looking at is a, a regression of Justin Herbert, no doubt. A team that has totally quit. On, on Brandon Staley, and Staley even admitted it. You know, Brandon Staley admitting it after the game that they've got a lot of soul-searching to do. The blame is mine, no one else's. So I just got to do a better job of getting us off to a good start in the game, and that's not what happened. I thought, you know, the first possession, we were able to get him stopped, um, but then after that, we were just we were on our heels. You know, Asante got the big pick, but then that score before the half was kind of a killer. Um, and, you know, then we settled down in the second half and played, you know, played well. But, um you know, it was kind of our first half on defense and our first half on our second half on offense just uh, weren't good enough for us to win. Remind me again: is going scoreless in the second half getting your offense going in the second half? No. What the hell is he talking about? No. Well, uh, he's just saying that they weren't good enough in that second. Their second half. Was he just said they, that they got they, they got no no no. no. He says half. we need to get our offense going in the second. half. Oh, okay, half. I thought he said we got our offense going in the no. second half, and I was like, what on earth is he talking about? No, 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 no. He said we got to get our offense going because uh, when they didn't throw an interception in the second half, they went three and out. Yeah, I was saying they were they were atrocious in that, the second half. That is not hyperbole. They went eleven plays, seventy three yards, interception. Three and out, three and out, three and out, nine plays, 28 yards interception. That Those are their second-half possessions. How the hell do you go 28 yards on nine plays? Uh, penalties. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's, ugh. Yeah. So. Goodness. They, uh, they're going through some demons here, and that is – it's the worst thing that you can have as as a team, and you're hearing the head coach. You know when you when you have the we got to do some soul searching. That that's you're mm. you're done. Like, yeah. When a coach says it's all on me, that you can only say that so many times. How many times have we heard him say that this year? Not just this year, but in the last couple of years. This is on me. This is on me. This a lot. Me. And I, I like it because, well, it is Dude, most like when he had the fourth down players, blunders sure. that he has had, yes. Uh, then yes, that is on him. But we've also seen a lot different. Um, we've seen them lose in a variety of ways. And if it right now, it does appear as if the team has lost their faith in their coach. And that that sucks because Brandon Staley is a good dude. And his players do like him, but there's a lot of coaches in the NFL where their players don't have to like him. They have to have faith in him as the leader of men and the leader of the football team. And I think that that is starting to wane, or it is it has waned for weeks now, and I think it's been lost. And that, that sucks. 
That it, sucks for him. It sucks for you, all the ever, Chargers, man. I shouldn't say nobody ever wants to see somebody get fired because there's two people in my world that I want to see get fired. Uh, but <laughs> not you two. What? <laughs> are you going to say out Josh, loud? Josh McDaniels and Alex Grinch. Oh, okay. To yeah. be, I was like, who who are we going with yeah. here? No. Wow. All right. No, I want to see them fired. <laughs> I don't want them to see them. I, I don't want to see them run, running teams that I care about. I hope they land on their feet somewhere. I, I want to see them fired, <laughs> fully. Like I, I know it makes me a bad person, but you know I'm, I'm willing yeah. to go with it. Yeah, all right. You know, yeah, at least you're honest with I yourself. I, I want them gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 an unfortunate situation to be in. But it's, yeah. the, I I don't understand teams at any level. Like I understand like you don't want to pull the ripcord too soon, but when you've got multiple years of the same stupid, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't understand how you don't like I, I do in the Chargers case because their ownership is cheap and they don't want to pay a guy to not coach. Right. But pull the cord, man. Well, we have, and, and these are the things that uh, when I look at guys like you know Dan Lanning has has been under fire for his decisions on fourth down. Sure. He's been true to them though, and there is an element of I think Oregon fans forget he's a second year head coach, mm-hmm. and there is a there is a learning curve to being a head coach. Um, and what that looks like when you, you got to make some mistakes and, and grow from them. No, we talked about that before he played a single game or coached a single game for this team. It is when you have continued the mistakes, the same ones over several years and a lack of growth. And that is what we're that that's what we're seeing in, it's in mel- LA meltdown after meltdown after meltdown. It's like, look, as a coach, learn from the mistakes. Yeah, you're a, you're afforded. You're allowed to have meltdowns. It's a it's allowed to occur. Yep. And yet, there there to to quote Kevin Garnett, you only get so many wiggles. That's right. You you don't get infinite wiggles. Yeah, you got to do something with them. And what, what, James Harden's still not in Philly. <laughs> we'll talk about that maybe. We'll, we'll work that in somehow. Maybe we'll save that for tomorrow. Yeah, when he doesn't report for their first game of the season, <laughs> <laughs> which is going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, from one quarterback in Justin Herbert, who has kind of avoided the um, disdain or the lack of negative reviews, to a quarterback who has gotten them frequently and often, and Josh Allen, who is playing better than Herbert, certainly, but there's something wrong in Buffalo. We'll get to that and more coming over on Danny Dussie, Tenny the Fan. I can cut glass in here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Danny and Dusty on the fan. In what I think would easily be looked at as the upset of the week, the Buffalo Bills get kicked around by the New England Patriots and Mac Jones. Mac Jones says, don't come for the crown. 
goes 25 of 30, 272, two touchdowns. They march up and down the field on what is supposed to be a very good Bills defense. I said this last week that Mac Jones is good enough to win you games in the NFL. Like, he is not elite, but he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like, he is. Um, And he has been on the struggle bus, but there have been a lot of reasons why this team has been on the struggle bus this year outside of just Mac Jones. Uh, Their offensive line has been an absolute disaster, and they actually held up yesterday where they only gave up one sack. And their receiving core has a bunch of twos, not enough number ones, right? Or any. What Mac Jones and the Patriots got, though, yesterday was right out of the gate – I mean, it was immediate. Mm -hmm. You march down the field, you get a field goal, and you're feeling okay about where you're at, right? You always want to get six instead of three, but you get points on the board. And then the first play of the game... Yoink! I don't know what Josh Allen saw, and like we're kind of going over this. It's, It's almost the same thing that you're seeing with Justin Herbert, but there isn't a full team being out on their head coach. No. What you have with Josh Allen is you have a guy who, again, has one of the strongest arms in the entire NFL. I'd say the strongest. And you're seeing a bunch of teams try to bait him into making mistakes. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the Patriots did. Playing cover two, they have two safeties over the top, and you have Allen who thinks that he has the layered out route coming back behind the secondary. They're going to hold the corner up with a a five-yard out, and they're going to go 15-yard out behind him. Mm -hmm. The corner read it the entire way, and he jumped off of that five and said, we'll rally to that one. I'm going to make sure I can pick this off. Very first pass attempt, interception. Set the entire tone for the game, and what we're seeing with Josh Allen is Brian Dayball is missed by yes, Josh Allen. 100%. The, the quarterback whisperer that, that kept him on the rails because Josh Allen bracketed the game in turnovers. His very first touch is, is an interception, and the last one is they don't even get anything off. Yeah, They don't even get the chance to, to throw fumble. one to actually throw one deep because you get the fumble. Yeah. And it's just Look, I love Josh Allen. I, I I think he's fantastic. I in the pantheon of quarterback play in the NFL, when you're talking about the three bats with Mahomes, uh, Allen, and um, and Burrow, Burrow's always been the guy to me that I just I just trust more. I just that's the yeah. I I know where Allen has been and and the the plays that he has made and the back and forth they've had with the Chiefs. But Burrow, with the exception of this year in the calf, has been the guy that I think you could just rely on being the steadier mm-hmm. Eddie, right? Yeah. Just making the plays, just. Tick, 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 tick. Josh Allen has the ability to make the explosive play with both his legs and his arm. But he also has the ability to make the explosive detrimental play. Yep. And this game is much closer in the scoreboard than it was. This was a, a this was a, was a third, was it 13-0? Uh, no, I think it was, it was 13-3. I think it was 10-0. Um, so it was 13-3 going into half. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't feel that close. The the Bills had nothing really going. It wasn't until the fourth quarter they were they, they were able to manufacture anything of of any real substance. You're just sitting there going, "Are they going to be able to figure this out?" It, it seemed like every time they pan to McDermott on the sidelines, he had the um, the Bill Burr look of confusion. Mm. Yeah, he kind of looks like Bill Burr to begin with. He but, does, yeah. but like you know what I'm talking about the like the yeah. the kind of lazy eye, like huh? like one eyebrow up going. What the hell were you doing? Yeah, and that, uh, look, they were confusing him defensively in the first half. Josh Allen came to life in the second half, and look, 
here's the thing about both Herbert and Allen that they are they Herbert the last two maybe three weeks has has not been good and has cost his team. But when you look at over the course of this season and the body of work that they've all laid out there, these are you know according to like the the football junkies the the analytics guys are two of the most efficient quarterbacks in the entire NFL. If you look at with EPA, um, which is you know how you perform to expectations on a, on any given play, Brock Purdy's number one, Mahomes is number two, Josh Allen is three, Tua and Lamar go four or five, and then Justin Herbert is number six. In when you adjust things to a baseline factor, and so talent wise, they are there. Efficiency, they are also there. The problem with both of these guys is the critical air has bitten them, mm-hmm. and they need the elite, truly elite quarterbacks. They clean that up, yeah. right? And and you you can be a gambler. And look, there's been gamblers that have been very successful in the NFL Hall of Famers. Brett Favre, mm-hmm. my God, right? And you can have a very successful career, but it can also lead you to a Philip Rivers esque career yeah. of if you don't clean this up and you don't play within what the defense is giving you, it You'll will cost short. your team. Yeah. And in that there will be one of two ways that you go, right? Mm-hmm. You can go down that road of, hey, I'm gonna sling it and we're gonna win some football games. And then you could play it controlled like Aaron Rodgers plays it controlled, man. Yeah. He's a gunslinger, but he is uh, it's on, it's, it's in the rails. He he takes this one or two chances a game, but otherwise it's it's within within the bounds of of success. And I think both of those guys, Herbert and Allen, you see it in coaching matters so much because Josh Allen has had that coaching, mm-hmm. and Brian Dayball is now in New York, and he was the guy that kept Allen through the navigational buoys, mm-hmm. helped him grow, and then you're starting to see over the last couple of years. That with Dorsey running the show, it's a little bit different, yep. and there is a, a bit of a regression there. And look, every quarterback that has been great in NFL history has had a offensive coordinator that was their springboard, right? But for for Tom Brady, it was you know Charlie Weiss, and then it was Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys were they had so much success, and they were steady with 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 both those guys. Um, and every coach, every great quarterback has that coach. Herbert is still looking for his, <laughs> right? He's still looking for his. But we've seen with Josh Allen. Josh Allen had it with Brian Dayball, and they had something really special there. And you hope that the, that whatever Ken Dorsey or Kellen Moore tell these two guys, they get that thing back between the navigational buoys because mm-hmm. you don't want them to cost uh, cost your team games. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert yesterday cost their team games yep. because they were a little bit reckless with the football um, with interceptions for Herbert and interception and a fumble for Allen. And the big difference that you have in Buffalo as opposed to L.A. is faith in the coach in direction of the franchise, yes. right? Buffalo's the one and two in AFC East play this mm-hmm. year. They've lost to the Jets and the Patriots. Yes. And, and they, they beat the Dolphins for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, and they're 4-3. They're and three. It's crazy. They're, they're 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 one of the weirder teams in they're, the NFL. They're going to back into the playoffs, and like you're not going to want to face them as a you know as a five seed. You're going to look at that and go, nope, nope, I don't want that. I'm Gross. Good. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I don't want it.
I don't want it. Well, we're going to keep this trend going about quarterback play because one quarterback who hadn't really done much this season showed up and made a big difference in a marquee matchup. But first, here's the Big Kahuna Sports Center update. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash this down? This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. In the marquee matchup of the week, the Miami Dolphins took on the Philadelphia Eagles. And while we just got done with two seconds talking about subpar quarterback play from the elite quarterbacks in the league, Jalen Hurts has had his best game of the season, I think you could say hands down, after struggling coming out of the game. And he was injured, too. And yep. that was the thing. I mean, you, you're growing up against a Vic Fangio defense. You, you get banged up, and uh, that leg, that's going to be a little worrisome. I know that, you know, Philly fan was freaking out because Marcus Mariota was warming up after halftime, and Jalen Hurts comes out with a leg brace on. And, you know, after the game, he said, I, I hope it's not something that lingers moving forward, but you've got to be worried about it, especially when he has the performance that he had against the Miami Dolphins. And look, they have got when you get AJ Brown cooking, and he's one of those guys that uh, I think he may be one of the more underappreciated wide receivers in the NFL. Because oh, yeah. just look at the numbers that he has he's put up this season. I mean, if you just go back to his last five games. 131, uh-huh. 175, 127, 131, and then last night, 137 yards. Mm-hmm. The man, like those are freakish numbers. With that the we're most catch, about with here. only one of those being a double digit game, being last night's game where he had 10 catches. He's making massive plays because here's the big takeaway for me is the long in, in the last five games going back five games, 28 yards, which that, that's a normal, you know, big play. Then 59, 38, 49, 42. Well, yeah, to that point, the dude's on pace to have 2,000 yards receiving and only seven touchdowns. <laughs> big plays <laughs> eating up the field, not getting in the end zone. I, it, he plays within the context of their offense and what they're trying to do. And he is physical. He is one of those guys that is twitching, always gets open. I find myself like, I love the, the plethora of talent that they have around Jalen hurts because you have guys like AJ Brown, who's your physical, but speedy receiver. You have Dallas Goddard at tight end who as a receiving tight end, he's one of the, one of the great ones in the league, but then you have Devonte Smith, who is breaking dudes Burning. off left and right and yeah. stretching a defense and keeping you honest. Like they have so many ways that they beat you, and especially now with DeAndre Swift coming out of the backfield as that receiving and running threat. Like they are complete, and when they get humming, it's a special team to watch. But I also feel like they have a little bit of what Kansas City's going through right now, which is when they are, they know it's a marathon, right? They, the Dolphins have a little bit of this. It's a sprint through the season. That's why Mike McDaniel is trying to downplay all this stuff about, you know, the record-setting offense they had through five weeks of the season. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that was the goal. Because they you come out of the gate so fast, it's impossible to maintain over a 17-week season. And where you look at with Kansas City and now Philly, they, they show a little bit of those warts early in the season. But you build off of your shortcomings, and nobody wants to play 
either one of the teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. They are two just wildly scary teams, veteran-laden, and they know how to win. And what you saw from Jalen Hurts last night was in a season where he's taken a bit of a step back, he took a leap forward against one of the top teams in the NFL. The interesting thing is if you look at his game-by-game stats, Mm. yards-wise, he started out incredibly poor. Back-to-back games, sub-200 yards. Since then, it's been 277, 319, 303, 280, 279, Mm -hmm. and his completion percentage has been crazy. But last night was only the second night this year with more than one touchdown pass. He said two games of two yeah. touchdown passes, and every single game, excuse me, all but two games, he's had interceptions. Yeah. And that's it. It's been very weird where the yardage is back, has been back up. The completion percentage has been crazy. I mean, hovering around 70%, mm-hmm. but not getting the ball in the end zone, which again, you're, you're talking about A.J. Brown. They're eating up yards between the 20s. Mm hmm. But not punching it in in the air. They're only able to capitalize on the ground, which you remember this is the Josh Allen thing. There his inability to score and the Bills' inability to score in the red zone. I think they're the Bills problems are are wildly different because they can't run the ball traditionally. And they made yes. a point of emphasis this year, Buffalo did, to be able to run the mm-hmm. ball in a traditional sense, not just running with Josh Allen. Philly can run the football. Yes, and, as a team and with their quarterback. And I think that what we're going to see is you don't need to unload the bag early in the year, right? Mm-hmm. You, there's two There's two philosophies. Either you put so much on tape you become impossible to prepare for, or you hold it all back. You hold it back and you slowly unveil what you want to do. And over the course of the season, as your team evolves, whether that is due to injury or due to getting guys back, mm-hmm. then you start uh, unfolding the playbook further and further. And with Philly, they are the we are going to keep things close to the vest mm-hmm. and slowly but surely we're going to roll things out there. Um, and I, I don't have I don't have my concerns as much because. That offensive line is so good, mm-hmm. and that offensive line, we we're seeing it with the the what brotherly shove or whatever mm-hmm. it's called, of just how push, push. powerful they are, yes. and and they are going to be able to run the football. Right now, they're going to be able to do it later in the year because they got people movers, and they got they got. When you add Jalen Hurts into it, and I thought they made a great point on the broadcast last night where they said, you know, Jalen Hurts squats six hundred pounds. Yes. There are linebackers and defensive linemen they that don't. wish they could yeah. squat 600 pounds. Like, that's a big factor into why the brotherly shove is that good. That, and you have, you know, Jason Kelsey, who looks like a, a wrestler going for a double leg takedown every time they snap the ball and they do that thing. And then he's just like army crawling his way forward. They just, they move human beings. I honestly want to see it. I want to see them try it on first and 10. Just to see how many yards they get? Just to see if they could pick up a first down. Because they are so effective at it. Like, I love Sirianni yesterday. Did you hear his his post-game, you know, plea about why it shouldn't be banned? Mm. Fantastic. You've seen it across the league that people can't do it like we can do it. They can't do it like we can do it. And, uh... And so I'm making my plug right there. Like, don't, don't ban this play. Like, if everyone could do it, Everybody would. Where's the camera? If everybody could do it, everybody would do it. 
Yes, they would. Yeah, and, and I want to see them do it for an entire drive. Because if they have a like a game-clinching scenario, like last night was a great example of this, and I think that it's important to to kind of bring this up. Nick Sirianni, very aggressive on fourth down. Yes. He always has been. Brandon Staley, head coach of the Chargers, also been very aggressive on fourth down. Dan Lanning is catching a lot of heat for, and rightfully so, for you know the decisions when they don't work. You Results know, matter. But they're going to be criticized for it and heavily but as Lanning says he's a big boy he can take it mm-hmm. he went for fourth on fourth down in minus he was inside his own 25 yard line I think and they had a fourth down and one he goes for it mm-hmm. they do the brotherly shove they get it mm-hmm. from that point on that was with 10-01 to go in the ball game they went down and they scored they gave, they took an extra five minutes and 15 seconds off the board when they went for it on fourth down, not once, but twice on mm-hmm. that drive. Chug, chug, chug. And as a as a point of reference, uh, Jalen Hurts has 274 yards rushing mm. this year and six rushing touchdowns. <laughs> so, sure, his interception, his touchdown to pass, uh. to interception passing ratio, nine to eight, one to one doesn't look good. Yeah. You throw those six rushing touchdowns, and all of a sudden, 15 to eight looks a lot better. And I think that's part of what you're talking about is he hasn't been spectacular in a sense, but you look at his total collective line last night 279 yards passing, 20 yards rushing, but also three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, that starts to look like a lot more of an electric line. Yeah, it does. It's, it's, it really I does. I mean, it's just the reality of it. Magic, huh? Yeah, but you, you talk about the first two games of the season when they're going against yeah. the Patriots and the Vikings when, you know, he gets one passing touchdown, but against the Vikings he gets one passing and two rushing, and all of a sudden that 193 looks a little less mm, with when you're putting up three total touchdowns. And that's, yeah. I think, the, the Jalen Hurtsification of their offense is that when they get around the goal line, we always talk about protect your quarterback, protect your quarterback, protect your quarterback. You don't want to necessarily put him in that position. Mm-hmm. He's a truck. He is. And it's like they're so good at it, you just you have to use it. Yep. You have to use it. So and they were able to they were they clinched the game with it. And that's that's what the that's what the Philly that's why I have so little concern with with that. Being able to punch it in because mm-hmm. in the games that were it will matter the most. Nobody's been able to stop it. They'll be able to get it done. They'll be able to get the ball in. One thing on the Dolphins, a stat I saw earlier, they have not beaten a team with a winning record since week three of last season against the Bills. Well, good teams feast on teams that aren't good. Like that's yeah. that's the sign of a good team. And then when you're talking about beating beating other good teams, more often than not, it's a coin toss one possession game. And what's the final score of this game? You know, it's if they don't if they get the stop on fourth down. Yeah. Do you don't think the Dolphins are going to go down and score? Dude, I'm looking at this right now, though. With that stat that you just said, uh, they have a game against the Chiefs, uh, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills remaining. I think those may be the only teams that have winning records that they play the rest of the way. <laughs> the rest of the way. Yeah, because they do have the Titans and Commanders and the Raiders uh, and the Patriots. Yeah. I Oof. mean, that may be the only... That- it, that may be it. I mean, they they could finish this year, but even if that is the case, they could. We could very reasonably see a team that is what eleven, twelve wins. and five, or thirteen <laughs> and four. Pretty like I think the baseline is eleven wins. Like if you just beat yeah. the teams that you're supposed to are lo- have losing records, yeah. that's a twelve win season this year. Pretty dang good. Super useful. 
I got a question for you guys. Mm. Think about this long and hard. What food are you willing to be arrested for? Danny and Dusty, Danny fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Star freshman at Indiana University, Mackenzie Mbako, Hoop Summit uh, participant Ooh, himself. Can I, I? I do this too, but can you be a star if you have not played yet? Yes, in basketball you can. <laughs> because you're the only guy that's good? I mean, not just that, it's just very, very, very seldom he does. <laughs> well, it's not true. We just had one in Derek Lively, yeah. who at Duke was um, a very highly touted recruit See? who was not good in college. Well, I have a feeling this young man may be heading down that Der- Derek Lively look, road. I, look, all I'm, Mackenzie Mbako, according to all the IU students that I've seen mm. uh, across the social media, took a stand for their school. Oh. Um, he was arrested for trespassing at a Taco Bell after refusing to leave the drive through and the story, as it is told uh, via the uh, police department, mm-hmm. is that they had to, uh, they got him to, they coaxed him out of the drive-thru into the parking lot. Then he refused to leave the parking lot. He eventually put it in reverse and started to leave the parking Wait. lot and went to another spot. Why? Because he went to the drive-thru and ordered his Crunchwrap Supreme, and they refused him service even though they were still an hour open, according to the hours. Now, if you go check the reviews on said Taco Bell, yeah. of which has been plastered all yeah. over IU social media since this went po- when this went public. This is apparently the worst managed Taco Bell on the face of the planet. <laughs> Closes early, screws up orders, screams at customers, like oh. skims like it's it's bad. It's bad. Um wow. and there there are a lot of people who there was a tweet that I saw in here um, from one IU student that says, uh, M- uh, McBacco has a live moth mentality. It's a good sign for IU. They're having fun with this. Um, <laughs> the, he sounds like a colossal douche, but that's uh, a great Sure, tweet. but also he took a stand against the worst managed Taco Bell franchise in the history of America, and in this house he, he is a hero. He is a legend. Um, the There's another one who did like some sleuthing. It says the North Walnut Taco Bell listed closing time is 3 a.m. He was booked at 3.16, meaning he arrived at the Taco Bell drive-thru well before, th- well before then. So the lo- this location is notorious for poor customer service and closing early. He took a stand for every IU student. He's a hero. But uh, it got so belligerent from it with with uh, McBacco that they had to break out the passenger side window to unlock the See, vehicle to drag him from the car. Like this is the deal. It's like, why did you take it this far? Because the man wanted his crunch wrap. <laughs> well, guess what? They told you you were closed. I get it. Frustration. That's one thing. But one, it's two fifteen in the morning. I. I find it very hard to believe this man was sober. Probably not, but he wasn't. <laughs> you know, he wasn't booked on a Dewey. He wasn't. So he wasn't. Probably because he waited it out so long. <laughs> My God, it sounds like he went jumped through every hoop to make sure he wasn't you know, loaded at all. Is, See, now, here's the thing, though. Too how far, how much further down the road could there have been? Uh, could Bingo. be before you hit another Taco Bell. Bingo. Uh, well, or this is Bloomington, or a Denny's. Or he wanted his crunch. No, 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 a no. White Castle. No, no, Dusty. You were a college football athlete. Tell me you didn't want a singular thing at, at any given night. If you got a hankering for a bean burrito with no onions, that's what you're looking you're, for. You're, so I ask you, what food would you? What what's the food that you'd be willing to get arrested for? 
What is the thing that you? What food have you ever? Well, I'm just the trying most? to think what my my drunken foods were. The Seven Eleven nachos that were on my walk home. Ooh, that, that was a, they were god awful, but they, the Seven Eleven nachos were what I would always get when I was in college because we did we had this problem things would close mm-hmm. early, and it was slim pickings and, uh, uh. Hmm. Well, I did. <laughs> I did almost get into a fight defending John, who worked at the to- at the Seven Eleven behind the counter, because somebody <laughs> was drunk and belligerent, throwed a banana at him, and I almost threw blows for John at the Seven Eleven. See, so there you go. It is. The, it, it exists. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost went to blows for him, and John was so thankful I got a Slurpee out of the deal. <laughs> Gotta love it. So that's it. What is it for you? Uh, Taco Bell steak quesadilla. Oh, wow. All right. Look, man, I've had plenty plenty of nights with those. All right. uh, We'll be back tomorrow, noon to three up next. Four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. It's Isaac and Souk with Primetime. Bye. I can cut glass in here. (laughs) 